When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Let me bang I do let you bang. Let me bang you, Jesus. Let me you, Let you bang. 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 For your favorite mixed martial arts podcast, recording out of Los Angeles, California, it's MMA Roasted with Adam Hunter. Who the fuck is that guy? What's up, people? We got a brand new MMA Roasted podcast. Me, Adam Hunter. I am here with the legend, Don Fry, one of the greatest fighters of all time. Definitely the most exciting fighter and the toughest human being of all time. He, um, where do you put yourself in the top? Thank you. Thank you. I think you're number best top five heavyweight of all time. What do you think? Sure. Why not? Hell, somebody, if I get to pick, you damn right. (laughs) I mean, as far as heavyweights go, how do you think you would have done against Nganu in a fight? I had a great fight. I think it would have been a great fight between Ngano and myself, you know, because um, he's got the, you know, the size and the, and the strength. And he might, but, you know, I, I think I would have the speed on him. Um, and I got, obviously got the experience, you know, and, you know, you're actually one of the you're actually one of the few guys that have fought bigger guys than Ngannou. Yeah, yeah, I enjoyed that. <laughs> I, I, I mean, enjoy that that way. That way they can't outspeed me. I can't outcondition me. I mean, Akabono was what five hundred pounds. What? Akabono, how much did he weigh? How much did Akabono weigh? Yeah, he was over five. He was over five. He was, I think he was, um, shit, ran on 600 mark. That's fucking crazy. How do you think, uh, was, how do, what, what do you think prime Mark Coleman versus uh, Nganu? That'd have been a great fight, you know. Um, you know, because they both talked strong and it came down to conditioning, um, uh, which unfortunately for Coleman never works out for him. And Ngano, Ngano could punch a hole through a tank, you know. So once Mark got tired, it wouldn't, you know, it wouldn't be good for him. But if he could, you know, if he could uh, defeat Ngano before he got tired, then it'd be all Mark, obviously. But you know, after after the conditioning wore off, you know, it'd be all Ngano. Sean, and what do you Ngano's- think? Uh, uh, Don Fry versus Ngano, prime Don Fry versus Ngano. Who wins? I don't know. It'd be interesting, man, because um, I don't know. The problem with Ngannou is all he's got to do is hit you once, but he's never hit Don Fry. So, um, 
you know, I, I don't know how that would work out. I might break his hand on Fry's mustache and ruin everything. I do have an awesome story for you, man. Listen about Don. So um, I'm going to get my teeth cleaned the other day, man. I hadn't been in years because I have like OCD about brushing my teeth. So my teeth stay sparkly white. even that <laughs> It's like I scrape my own teeth and like, I'm, I don't know. I'm like obsessed. So anyway, I go to the dentist and this girl, uh, the the tech or whatever, I don't know what they call them. The assistant is cleaning my teeth and she ended up saying something uh, about the UFC. I guess she knew that I fought in the UFC or recognized my name. She says, I don't really watch it. She goes, I used to watch it kind of the older days. She goes, have you ever heard of, of uh, that guy, Don Fry? Like, I swear to God, I didn't mention Don. She says it. And I was like, uh, yeah, I'm actually uh, friends with him. She goes, no, like seriously. I was like, no, really? I said, I'm actually, and she thought I was making it up. Like how I couldn't possibly know Don Fry, you know? And she's like, he was the best. His mustache was epic. And I was like, yeah, that's that's awesome. And uh, like, she's like a younger girl. Like, I don't know. She's probably in her early 30s, late 20s, early 30s. And so she keeps talking about Don Fry. She goes, he had a fight with some Asian guy where they just stood there and punched each other a thousand times in the face. And it was amazing. And she's like telling me all about it. I'm thinking somebody put her up to it, you know? Yeah. Um, but she, uh, no, she kept talking about that's the only fighter she could remember was BJ Penn and Don Fry were her two favorite fighters. And uh, yeah, she was asking what Don was doing now and this and that i don't know if she was interested maybe and um picking up <laughs> online trying to make a love connection but she was uh she was really impressed with don it cracked me up man uh we have, we have a naked bill dawes has joined us that that's great that's just, this is the <laughs> hey you gotta bring the heat man doesn't matter who's watching uh now sean prime mccorkle versus um francis and gano how did that go down <laughs> i would i would uh, try to tackle him and if i didn't if I didn't get him down, I'd be getting knocked out. It, uh, I would definitely gas. We talked about Mark Coleman would gas against him possibly. If I didn't beat him in the first 90 seconds, uh, I would be gassed out and he would knock me out. But he, uh, you know, Stipe Myosic, he's a really underrated wrestler. He's a really good wrestler. I mean, I've trained with him. He is really, really, I think he wrestled in college. I know he played baseball in college. Which I don't know help, but I think he wrestled, but he, uh, when I trained with Stipe, I was shocked at how good he was just everywhere. And, uh, he had a hard time taking Nganu down the second fight, you know. Um, so, yeah, no, I wouldn't do. Uh, I wouldn't do real well with him. I don't think uh, if unless I got him down. If I got him down, I would submit him probably fairly quickly. But getting him down and uh, it sounds a lot easier than it is. I thought I was just going to tackle Mark Hunt. Like I kept telling people, I'm so much bigger than him. I'll just run at him and tackle him. And then I got, you know, he missed me no. one time with the left hand, and I changed my mind on that. Uh, uh, you know, one of his one of his punches whiffed by my face and thought, dude, that would have knocked me out if that had hit me. You know? So, it, uh, now you had, like, down. Sean, you had like 12 wins by Kimura or something, right? Yeah, that was my I actually submitted the jujitsu coach, a Brazilian guy, my very first day at his class. I submitted him with a Kimura and I'd never had never taken jujitsu, I just saw guys do it on TV. How from what so, position? Uh, I was actually on bottom and he had taught that he had taught that day. He always said for me to train to start on the bottom because he said on top, you're probably always going to be fine, you know, because you're so big and strong. So learn from your back because if someone gets you down, that's where you'd be in trouble. So he showed the the same thing I submitted Mark Hunt with where you sit up and trap their arm and then put them in a Kimura from the bottom that day. And so the very first thing I did, he was going to show everybody he could submit the big strong dude because he was only about 180, 185 pounds. So he thought he was going to embarrass me the first class, like he embarrasses everybody. And so all I did was reach out and grab his wrist and sit up like he showed us and submit him within 25 seconds, you know what I mean, or whatever. <laughs> the whole class was blown away because he said, that's the first time I've been submitted in the 12 years I've been in the United States. And I'm like, oh, you must be getting soft, man. But he was he never rolled with me again, ever. We never so, trained again, ever, the rest of the time I saw him. No, I mean, would you let guys take you down so you could hit Kamara? 
from the bottom? Uh, no, I would pull guard if they were, if it was a wrestler, like instead of getting them taking me down and being in side control, I would pull guard if I had to, if they were a better wrestler than me. But I didn't mind, uh, I never minded starting on bottom if, if I could be in full guard, like starting full guard. If they get inside or side control, I start getting in trouble then, you know, because you try to get an underhook and try to get to your, you know, hip and turn all fours and then guys would go to my back and I wasn't very so good at full guard on Ngannou? Uh, if I yeah, if I was fighting him, absolutely, I'd probably crawl to him. Like I'd probably uh, yeah, I'd probably like crawl, butt scoot like a uh, jujitsu fighter to him. Uh, or I would probably uh, from the last UFC, I would just probably kick him in the balls uh, or poke him in the eye because apparently um, all you have to do is do something illegal and you get a no contest. Like I, I thought, I thought if you knee a guy in the head while he's down that you get disqualified, but apparently not. In the new UFC, it's uh, all you have to do is do oh. something illegal, and it's a warning or a no contest. All right, so, so I was going to stop off telling a story about comedy like I usually, but we'll get right into the fights. because. Uh, <laughs> so this UFC, right? First of all, I felt so bad for Volkanovski because he took the fight on short notice, and you and you, there's something very likable about this guy. He's just a hardworking guy, doesn't talk shit. seems like a really... I remember one time there was a press conference and Colby Covington was calling everyone nerds and virgins. And he was <laughs> next to him and he's like, what's wrong with being a nerd or virgin? <laughs> There's something very endearing about him, you know? Um, yeah. So when he lost to Islam and the way he lost, and then afterwards he was like, I'm just, I had some personal problems and I got, I, I kind of felt like he needed to get out of the house. That's why he took the fight. Like, yeah, what was that about? That speech he made. Did you see that, Sean? Uh, I didn't. I think he was probably just disappointed that um, the guy actually threw a calf kick and it hit him in his head. You know, that's probably what he was. Uh, that's probably why he was. Hey now, him, so. no, but he, he said something along the lines of like, "I was tra I was at the gym. I wanted to like, I was going to kill myself, and then I got an opportunity to do a fight." It sounded really dark. Yeah, huh. it, it, it sounded it sounded very dark. Uh, now, Don, you watched the fight yeah. with Sean Strickland, right? It was you and Strickland. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what was that experience like? <laughs> that was interesting. That was really interesting because he talked the whole time, you know, and uh, <laughs> talked talk like about 100 miles an hour. So, but he uses, uh, uses fuck for every other word. So he pretty much fill it in. So he didn't let you commentate at all? No, I, I, I was feeling like shit. My back, we had, I'd done a lot of walking around. You know, the day before and um, and then that morning to get there and my back is just killing me. I, I was vomiting because my back hurt so bad. So everybody thought I was suffering a hangover, but no, it was, it was the back. I've All been right. there. <laughs> so as you were yeah. watching the fights, what did you think about what happened with Volkanovski and, and Islam? You know, partner, I don't remember. <laughs> all right so they, okay so it was a pretty close fight at the beginning and then uh islam threw a head kick right on top of the head and then the fight was up basically he was wobbled he went down and then islam hit him like i don't know five or six times and the fight was stopped uh, so, um and it was crazy because islam isn't known for his head kick you know he's kind of known for his wrestling well, that's uh, what I was saying. He just threw a calf kick, and Volkanovski so short it hit him in the head. Uh, I, no, that, that was not lost on us. Uh, okay. happened, to be, happened to be a great joke. Um, now the fight, uh, the uh, the co-main event, Usman versus Chimaev. I gotta say, every time Chimaev steps up in opposition, he looks more and more beatable. Um, Usman, I thought, yeah. obviously lost the first fight, but it's it's almost like when 
Chael Sonnen kept calling out Vitor Belfort, right? He kept calling him out. And this is like a Vitor's prime. And I'm and I go, Chael, are you fucking nuts? And he goes, no. He goes, look at his record past the first round. If he anyone that gets out of the first round with Vitor beats him. And you're like, Oh wow. And I was like, well, that's actually almost 99% accurate. Uh so is this a case where if you could go five rounds, this guy gasses, does the control, I mean, doesn't have a gas tank? Because it seems like Gilbert Burns would have won that fight if it was five rounds, and Usman would have won that fight if it was five rounds. Obviously, he's no dummy. He's going to know this going into his next fight. But do you see Sean, Don, Bill, do you see like a, a bully here where if you could get past the first initial onslaught, you could beat him? He reminds me, man, of uh, Brock Lesnar in that way, that Lesnar's a monster for the first couple of minutes or until you hit him. But I think that if Usman had more time to prepare, Usman was in shape, but he was also gassed after the first. And that's Usman's – I mean, he's even got better cardio than Colby Covington, which is unheard of. So Usman, if he's in shape, I think he beats him more than half of the time. Um, I was really disappointed that uh, – a couple things um, – that uh, after the fight, Shemaev, uh said uh, all these – got to come together. People are killing babies. It's terrible. And then he pledged his allegiance to the Palestinians and said he would go fight oh. the Jews in Israel yeah. in Iran or whatever. I see that. Yeah, if they've, they've translated on Twitter, he says he's asking the uh, Chechen leader. He said he'll go. He's willing to go kill, fight, and die for the uh, for the Palestinians. Uh, so I mean, gonna go and then fuck and send his ass, send his ass. That's what I say. Yeah, yeah. pack him up and go I, over there. I support. I support Israel. I support Israel. Make it fucking uh, formal right now, you know, just so everybody knows. All the five people that watch this fucking uh, podcast. Yeah, we got we got a couple. We got four or five thousand a week. Uh, yeah. Could be more. Could be a lot less. Um, but also, uh, yeah. Uh, before I finish, I want to say also, um, I was really disappointed in the second, third round. Uh, I told somebody the only way you're going to see two UFC uh, employees doing that much dry humping is if uh, Dominic Cruz and Bruce Buffer get broke down in the Mojave Desert, like on their way to a. <laughs> <laughs> a UFC event, um, because that's all Chamayev did, man. He just laid on top of him for two rounds. It was uh, that was embarrassing. The second, and third round. Um, well, I mean, embarrassing for who? Embarrassing for Usman because he can't get out. Well, he to, to be uh, taking a fight on a week's notice like that, man. That's pretty. Uh, I don't know. It, it's it's rough. It's that's especially it's a guy like that. But Chamayev was as gassed, if not more, than uh, Usman, and a lot bigger. He was a lot bigger than Usman. So. Do you think that both fighters weren't prepared? Well enough for these fights? No, because Chamayev was ready. Chamayev was supposed to fight. Um... No, I mean, I mean Usman and Volkanovski. Do you think they were both a little underprepared yeah. and that yeah. was a problem? Oh think... yeah, there, there's difference. There's a big difference between having a training camp, the cardio, and just your walking around cardio. And you can't possibly, if you get ten or eleven days notice, you can train for two or three days cardio wise, but it's not going to help you. You gotta, you gotta fly all the way over there. You got media stuff. You can't. You're not going to get in any better shape the last week before a fight. You know, like it's really not going to help much but uh yeah it's uh some guys will say well i was training the whole time but it's different training camp versus what's your maintenance daily training when you don't have a fight schedule or completely different. absolutely yeah absolutely but I, I disagree i think you can improve 10 percent in that last week you know yeah. maybe maybe five percent but i mean it, it makes a hell of a difference you know just five or ten percent makes a hell of a difference in the in the fight now that it's summer you might be looking for wholesome Convenient meals for sunny, active days. I, I know I am, okay? And Factor, which is America's number one ready-to-eat meal kit. Not number two, number one. It can help you fuel up fast with flavorful and nutritious ready-to-eat meals delivered right to your door. You'll save time, 
You'll eat well and you'll stay on track reaching your goals, okay? Are you too busy with summer plans to cook? I am. It takes me forever to cook and I ruin the meals. But I want to make sure that I'm eating well and so should you. Well, with factors, skip the trip to the grocery store and skip the chopping and the prepping and the cleaning, okay? While still getting the flavor and the nutritional quality you need. The factor is fresh, never frozen. Ew. Uh, Their meals are ready in just two minutes. That's right, two minutes. Although when I... Do stuff in two minutes, my wife complains, okay? But not with Factor. All you got to do is heat and enjoy and then get back outside and soak up this warm weather. Vitamin D, all right? Looking for calorie conscious options this summer? You can try the delicious dietitian approved calorie smart meals with around or less than 550 calories per serving. That's that's, that's nothing. That's You burn that off, I don't know, jogging, all right? You need an extra boost to support your wellness goals this summer? I do. I'll try the Protein Plus meals with 30 grams of protein. Hell yeah. Get get rough. Look, look at these guns, people. All right? So check it out. Check out Factor. Head to factormeals.com slash roasted50 and use code roasted50 and get 50% off your first box. That's half off your first box. That's code roasted50 at factormeals.com slash Roasted 50 to get 50% off your first box. All right. Check it out. You're going to thank me later. I got this cute dog. She's she's teething right now, uh, but she's she's adorable. All right. No more biting. You got to get some chew toys. So thank you guys so much. Hope you guys are having a wonderful day and check out Factor right now. Yeah. And, and Bill, they were fighting at 185, which is not even Usman's weight class. Um, now, but Sean... Didn't he say, like, we all have to get along, Christians, Jews? Because he, I was, first uh, during the speech, I'm like, he better include the Jews. Like, I thought he was going to name every single, I thought he was going to go through every single religion, culture, and leave the Jews out. But he said, and and Jewish people. But So when did he say the other thing? In, in Russian, I actually have it on my Twitter. What about uh, the Buddhists? Yeah, I, I knew uh, when he was What about the Buddhists and the Hindu? Yeah. Scientologists, too, come on. Yeah. I don't know what I don't know what oh, language yeah. he was speaking. Get sued. I didn't know what language he was speaking, but when he uh, when the crowd erupted over there in Abu Dhabi for whatever he said in that language, I knew it was probably something pro Palestine. I would guess, you know. Yeah. Uh, but uh, they've got they've got what they say, uh, and several sources have said it. Like verified sources have said that uh, he was asking the the guy whoever they hang out hang out with over there, the Chechen leader saying he's willing to go fight right now. Uh, right. Give him a rifle, he'll go over there and fight against you know uh, Israel. Um, and you know, blah, they're, blah, not blah. Fighting, was, but they're not even fighting the Jews in Chechnya. So what, why would he want to know? Well, he was saying, yeah, he, he was asking, yeah, he was asking the Chechen guy for a rifle for permission to go fight in, uh, Palestine against the Jews. If the translation fight. is correct, but I, I don't know for sure it is, but that's what, uh, that's what several sources said. So, so he's fighting. The, so he's asking the Chechen leader permission to fight the Jews. Like, it was just going to be him like from coming from, from Chechnya? Like, I don't, I guess. I don't know. He, uh, I'll tell you what, he better finish them early. He's going to fight the Jews. There's a large Muslim population in Chechnya. No, there is a large Muslim population, but right now, you know, it's, it's, it's Israel and Palestine. Like Chechnya is like not involved. It's universal. Come on. You know that. (laughs) (laughs) I I guess now, um, according to Marvin Vittori, he said he was not impressed. Uh, with um, Sean Strickland said that that was not title worthy of a shot. Uh, do you think that was worthy of a title against Sean Strickland? Sean, that for 
Uh, Chamayev, you think Chamayev should get the, the title shot against Sean Strickland next or no? Based on that? Are you asking me? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think, I mean, I think they definitely want Chamayev to be the uh, champion, and I think they want Strickland out there. I don't think Strickland wants to fight him. Um, the other guy, the other South African guy, uh, what is it, Duplessis or whatever, yeah, yeah, yeah. he beat Robert Whitaker pretty quick, right? Yeah. And I think he was promised this shot, but when he didn't want to take the the last minute, uh, or not last minute, but he didn't want to fight uh, Adesanya when they wanted to, I think he got pushed to the back of the line. You don't uh, you don't turn down fights in the UFC without paying for it. So I think when you he think they uh, want this guy, I mean, he's literally tweeting pictures of Netanyahu and Hitler side by side. Oh um, my god! I mean, that was insane. And they and they didn't tell him to take it down, or maybe they did, and he said, "No, I'm not taking it down." And that was yeah. crazy. And the amount of anti-Semitic you know, stuff that was coming on after that was, 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 was bananas. It was bonkers. I mean, do you think the UFC <laughs> wants this guy? I mean, the buildup think- will be incredible. I mean, the buildup for that fight, Sean Strickland uh, versus Chemayev. I mean, it might be the most ugliest buildup in the history of fights, but yeah. it would be incredible. And yeah. I think that Strickland wins this fight. I think that's a it's a winnable fight for Strickland because based on his cardio versus, I mean, he's got to survive. You gotta survive in the first, but uh, Bill. There are there are two what? billion Muslims uh, in the world, so I mean, I'm sure they're looking at that market. Here's here's the quote. It says, "Give me a rifle and let me go to Palestine." I haven't been raised to be here wearing shorts. I don't know what that means. I need permission to fight for Allah. I'm not worried about dying. I'm worried about my Muslim brothers. Um, oh my God! And on and on. Yeah, may Allah strengthen you all. Be pleased with the Chechens. He keeps going back to Chechia. Um, let him strengthen you. But yeah, he asked, uh, standing with you, fighting for you isn't that hard for the UFC. If Allah allows me to Wahali, give me a rifle, let me go to Palestine. Uh, oh, God. You know, like it's so. Give him a rifle, see how it works out. Yeah, please, please. Uh, right. I'm sure Hamas will take him. Did she. <laughs> Are they going to give me ammo too? Or just a rifle or just some ammo? They may want to look into that request. Oh my I'll tell you God. what, he better finish the fight earlier. He's going to gas out in that, uh, <laughs> that firefight. Yeah. He's going to let off the first couple of clips and be like, man, I need a break. He's going to unload everything. Uh, all right. So on a more, on another crazy note, so Johnny Walker versus Ankalaev, that was crazy. So they stopped the fight early. Um, Johnny Walker, uh, Basically, they, they said, do you know where you are? And he said the desert, maybe, or he, maybe he didn't. I mean, Matt Brown said that he's the kind of guy that not know what country he's in anyway. Like, he just <laughs> right. kind, of, kind of makes sense. But it did seem like he was losing the fight. I hate to say it, but the look on his face seemed like he maybe wanted to get the win if it was going to be a disqualification and just move on. Because it seemed like after the fight was stopped and they waved it off, then he wanted the fight. Then they started pushing the ref and this and that. <laughs> but he did look very confused prior to that. And people might people might get mad at me for saying that, but that's just the way it looked to me. Um, Don, did you see that fight? No, no. How many Don? So you were hired actually, by Don, you were hired by the UFC. Actually, we didn't see the we didn't see the <laughs> fights. They didn't they didn't have the fights for us. But you were hired no, they didn't by the, have UFC. the fights. Um, they flew you to Vegas to watch the fights with Sean Strickland. And you don't remember any of the fights. Yeah. <laughs> no, because I didn't see the fights. I, what were you doing when the I fights did not were see on? the fights. What were you doing when the fights were on? My back. I, I, I was laying in bed to my back. Ah, you poor thing. My man. back was oh, so man. fucked up. Did they have a bed for you there? 
Yeah, they had a bed for me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, I mean, typical. Well, you stay in New York, New York, you know. So, you know, they had me, gave me a broom closet, you know, so shit. I had a cot. <laughs> so, okay. So you go to this place, they fly you in there. You're supposed to be in a room with Sean Strickland watching fights. So you're laying on in the bed and Strickland's talking the whole time? No, no. Uh, that was after the fights. Um, a couple hours later, they had us uh, do a, a, uh, a show with TJ um, out there. Got it. Um, in the in the uh, parking lot. Uh, yeah, in the parking lot of um, the arena, you know, for, for the PBR. And, oh, um, for the bullfighting. So I was there. I, I, I got there. I, yeah, I got there for that. But like I said, I was vomiting. I, I, Strickland was doing. He carried the. He carried the show. Like you know, Wait, this a, sounds like a pretty a amazing suffer. show, though. So they have you in a, So they have you in on a show to talk about fights that you didn't watch. Uh, Strong Strickland's <laughs> talking, and you're and you're throwing up. Uh, do they have you vomiting. Are you at least? Yeah, in, yeah. While there's bullfighting going on in the arena. What's that? While there's bullfighting going on in the arena. No, 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 the, no, the bullfighting was several hours later. We were just there earlier, uh, pre-fight, you know. Um, but, yeah, it was, it was a mess. It was just a mess. I don't know, it sounds like <laughs> the greatest show of all time. Like, I Honestly, if I put on my TV and I see Don Fry throwing up in the corner while Sean Strickland's yapping and a bunch of cowboys are walking around, I'm uh, like, <laughs> sign me up. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, it's it's uh, made for show, made maybe seen <laughs> TV. Uh, Adam, so you remember when I made you take a picture with that rodeo mm -hmm. cowboy guy, and I uh, told him that you were his biggest fan, and I thought he was Cowboy Cerrone. Yes, <laughs> I was like, oh my god, Cowboy Cerrone, can he get a picture with you? And the guy just played along with it and uh, took a picture with Adam. I still have it. Oh my god! Now, Sean, what did you think of the uh, Johnny Walker fight? Uh, like I said, man, I, I thought he, I think he thought he was getting the win. Um, and the, I, he should have, I mean, if you get knee to the head while you're on the ground and it's intentional, I don't know how it's a no contest. I mean, anybody can yeah. just get out of a fight and get a no contest if you're losing, if that's what you want to do. But I think he thought he was getting the win in his bonus money. So when they asked him where he was, he acted confused. Although I did get asked one time if I knew where I was after a fight and I said, West Virginia, and I was in Australia. So um, they were, I really thought I was in West Virginia. I was thrilled to not be in West Virginia when they told me I was in Australia, but it, uh, I'm sure he was a little confused. I don't think, I don't think he should have had to continue fighting after he gets deep, like out on the ground, even if it only, even if it only affects you 10 or 15% or 20%, why yeah. should, he, why should he be penalized because the guy broke the rules, you know? So. Yeah. Is this after your yeah. so at the Hulk fight? Uh, yeah, yeah. After yeah, after he punched me in the back of the head 10 times and I thought I was getting a DQ. Like I thought, well, at least I won because he punched me in the back of the head 10 times. And they were like, no, that's, uh, that's just DKO because it was in Australia. He was Australian. He would have beat me even if he didn't punch me in the back of the head. But um, yeah, he was a good fighter. He was the most juiced up fighter I've ever seen in my life. So we got Sam Alvey just joined us. Sam Alvey, you're here with Don Fry, Sean McCorkle and Bill Dodds. <laughs> and we're here with Smiling Sam. How are you, Smiling Sam? <laughs> Uh, your your volume isn't working for me. Uh, okay, it's more like now it's silent, Sam. Uh, Sam, can this you? Is the, this is the only time you'll ever see five white guys on TV together. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I did. I did put a tweet out the other day. I don't know if you guys. Uh, you probably didn't see it. 
Um, but uh, Smiling Sam was forced to change his name. He went to Brendan Schaub's comedy special, and now they call him and may never smile again, Sam Alvey. I did not see that. Uh, Sam, is your is your volume working? Is it better? Yeah, no, nobody can hear him, right? No, I think he's got to hit join the audio. Oh. It happens to me when I'm on my phone sometimes. He's got to choose to join the audio on um, Zoom. Okay. All right. So we'll keep uh, talking until... He probably has to re-sign on. I think you may have to re-sign on, Sam. All right. There was one fight that was amazing, by the way. Uh, so this guy, uh, Mike Burdine, you see, you watch, you watch this fight? He fought I mean, a guy who won basically the Ultimate Fighter India. They call it like the Road to the Octagon or something, and it's in uh, it's like the India the Dirt Road to the Octagon. <laughs> <laughs> I I knew that was coming. Um, so he fights this guy Mike Mike Bradine, who loses the first two rounds. Right then, in the third round, something happens to him, and he just starts bark. He starts barking at the guy. He starts going and starts punching himself, yelling and barking. <sighs> Rough, rough. Which I, I wrote like now style Bender's gonna like fondle him, you know, because he found right. Him. Uh and then he comes back and he knocks the guy out. He fucking wins the fight after barking for like and they even said, like, imagine like you win the ultimate fighter India and your first fight is against a guy who just won't go down and starts barking at you. And uh so uh smiling Sam, did you watch that fight? The guy started barking. Uh which fight was it? The Mike Bradine. He started barking at the guy, the Indian guy. The guy, it was like the I first. Know, no, I did, not, I did not see that one. Oh, he's getting the shipping out of him, and then he starts barking in the third round and comes back and wins. Uh, <laughs> it was it was pretty. Now, Smiling Sam, I got to ask you, man. You are the one of the craziest people I know. So I knew Sam when he was a fighter. He was doing stand-up comedy. He was obviously, he's got some great wins in the UFC, wins over Rashad Evans, crazy wins, right? Then he moves to, I think, Tennessee. Am I thinking Tennessee? Or... Yes, and sir. He opens up a farm. Got, <laughs> he already has like seven kids. He adopts like three more kids. Uh, right? So now he has 10 kids, right? He's got 10 kids. And every day he's on TikTok like nine times a day making TikTok videos. He's doing karate combat. I don't even know the guy even knew karate. And he fucking he he knocks out some guy in one round who was like a former UFC fighter, destroys him in karate combat, and how and now you have a food truck as well, right? A food truck. <laughs> yeah, yeah. For, uh, food fight, food fight. That's our food truck. Deep dish pizza and whatever else you want to make. So, what, tell me about your life. How is all this happening? What, what's going on? Uh, we were bored, and so we wanted to do everything all at once, and uh, <laughs> it feels like it at all moments. <laughs> I mean, how many kids do you have now? Uh, so we've got six kids. We adopted one of them. Now, how do you even know how to run a farm? I don't. I have no idea. Uh, we're, we're figuring it out as we go. Just like I don't know how to. I don't know how to uh, karate combat either. Figuring that out. I, I don't. <laughs> I don't know how to TikTok, but I'm figuring that out. I mean, just throw it at the wall and see what sticks. How many? How many animals do you have? Oh, man, we got a lot. We're getting close to 60 or 70. Be kind of all the chickens are probably at about 70. Now, what are these animals? All right, so we've got sheep. We've got goats. We've got horses. We've got a lot of chickens. We've got a couple turkeys. We have got geese. We have got ducks. We've got hairless cats. We've got sphinx cats. We've got a bunch of them. Uh, and then we've got a great day and a, do uh, we're sh a show dog. We we're showing a Doberman pincher. 
and uh, one one little Cavalier King Charles. Uh, Don, talk to me. Don, how how, <laughs> how is he? How is he doing this, Don Fry? He's doing great, man. I think he's doing a great job. He's working his ass off. That's how he's doing it. Spending all his money too, feeding them critters. Yeah, I'm doing that. They're all all the all the animals will pay for themselves except horses. Horses do nothing but burn my money. So if any of you are thinking about getting horses, I'd avoid yeah. that. Yeah, and the sheep you make a lot of money because all the people want yeah, to buy them, right? <laughs> yeah, the horses horses are good for the soul. They're good for the soul. Yeah. I, I yeah I can agree with that I love I love seeing them I love uh, saying I have them. Now, now are you selling the eggs and 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 that is that what's going on? Or are you breeding the animals? Like how are you making money on the animals? Uh, I I've got six kids. We're eating the eggs. It, it's cutting uh, my crochet. We have eggs for breakfast, lunch, and dinner at the Alvey household. Uh, <laughs> that's if you want to make some money goat. on that uh, Sam. If you want to make some money on that horse, you can probably butcher it and sell it to Alistair Overham. Oh God! Thank you. <laughs> Have you seen him? He stopped at the horse meat. He's not eating horse meat anymore. Yeah, yeah. Dude, he's, he's like he's super thin now. Um, now so okay, so now now by the way, uh, Bill, you appreciate this. His wife took like third in America's Next Top Model. No, oh, no, wow. no, 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 no. My wife won America's Next oh, Top Model. She won it. She yeah. Won. Yeah. 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 Sorry. Sorry. My bad. Yeah. His wife is like this hot redhead who uh, who somehow knows fighting. Like during his, she she works his corner. During his mm -hmm. fights, tells him, tells him what to do, and somehow it works. Like like she gave you, told you what to do on like the, the uh, karate fight. Oh shit, she does it. She does it all. She took the fighting way more serious than I did. We've been together forever before I ever stepped foot in the cage. She was my first corner person because it was a free ticket. If I said she was, I wasn't training. I had no idea what I was doing. I just stepped in the cage. And said, all right, let's go at it. Uh, and it, it went okay. Uh, but she started taking it way more serious than I ever did. Like, she researched it. She knew about the UFC long before I did. Uh, she's the reason I moved out to California. She looked into gyms where I wanted to go, who I was going to train with. Uh, she she did all of that, and I just uh, followed her direction until I, uh, I, I made say, the top I, 10 in the UFC. I did get offended by you recently, Sam, because you were, you were breaking down a fight. You were breaking down a fight, and you said, yeah, the guy's got high school wrestling, which means nothing. Uh, <laughs> does... Grand slams, no hitters, and double plays are back. That's right. And there's no better place to get on the MLB action than FanDuel, America's number one sports book and official partner of Major League Baseball. And guess what, people? New customers in Massachusetts get in on the action with $200 in bonus bets. Guaranteed when you place your first $5 bet. Just sign up at FanDuel.com slash Boston. And finally, you can bet on all your favorite sports from the money line to point spreads to player props and more. I love it, okay? If I'm going to bet, I'm going to go on FanDuel. So now, bet on an app that's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Don't miss your chance to get $200 of bonus bets. Win or lose. How great is that? Okay? Visit FanDuel.com slash Boston and make every moment more. That's FanDuel, the official partner of Major League Baseball. You got to be 21 and older uh, and present in Massachusetts. Okay, your first online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued as non-withdrawable. And bonus bets that expire in 14 days. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.com.
FanDuel.com. Help is here. So is hope. Hope and help. GamblingHelplineMA.org or call 1-800-327-5050 for 24-7 support. Play it smart from the start. GameSenseMA.com or call 1-800-GAM-1234. That's FanDuel. Check it out now. Right now. You want to bet? That's where you go. Like, that, I took that very personally. Does high school wrestling mean nothing now in fights? Nothing? <laughs> yes. I mean, it's better than not having anything. But, like, I, I always joke in my team is that I could beat any high school wrestler. I am not a wrestler. If you all watch me, I'm good at not getting taken down, terrible at doing the takedowns. I could beat any high school wrestler. No, you uh, can't. Really? You think right I, now? It, I it, think it, uh, right now I could beat – same way class will say, what, what, 220. That's a weight class, right? You tell me, like, if Bo Nickel was in high school right now. Yeah. You could beat him? If he was in high school, yes, I could beat him. He's not. He's the greatest wrestler in the UFC. So I'm not... All right, fine. I could claim I could beat Dan Henderson wrestling in high school. He's just not in high school, so it doesn't count. Now, you also, um, you fought Jake Paul, Logan and Jake back in the day, right? They came to your gym? I, I, I sparred with Logan. Yeah, they brought me in to spar. And, um, uh, they, I was supposed to spar Jake, too, but he saw me spar Logan, and he wouldn't spar with me. And you said Logan was terrible. I didn't say that. He said he was very athletic. He was very athletic. He was thrown That's with everything he, he had. Terrible. <laughs> no, he was. There was a certain athleticism to him, and it was he. This was before he had ever boxed. He was getting ready to box. I think KSI for the first time, uh, and so they brought me in to, to help with it uh, for for a day. Uh, it was. I, I hurt him a little bit. I didn't mean to. I, I swear I did. I was. I was trying to be a good punching bag for him. No, yeah. So basically, you said you heard them, and then they kicked you out. They said, "All right, we're, we're done with Sam Alvey." So is that <laughs> they just of... never called me back. Yeah, <laughs> they got it. All right. <laughs> yeah, I got it. Now, how do you have favorite. time for all this shit, though? For real, like, how do you have time for sixty pets uh, or far, and then also <laughs> training for fights and running a food truck and doing TikTok and being a father of six? To be honest, I have no idea. I don't know how I do it. I, it's you got me. I I make it work. I, I make it work. Uh, I, I'm I'm working on my YouTube page too. Like that one, I'm just about to get monetized on YouTube. Uh, and that's the hard one. YouTube's the one that takes like actual time to sit down, film, edit, do all. YouTube's tough, but I'm figuring that out too. It is a pain in the ass. I thought I would. Uh, I did the same thing. I'm still trying to get my monetized. I thought, oh, this will be easy. I'll just film videos and do this or that. I'm in like 20 hours a week doing it. It's ridiculous. You know, oh, it, 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 not easy, man. Yeah. YouTube's difficult. So I, I'm, I've, I've got like 300 hours till I monetize. So I'm real close to doing it, but it was, yeah. it's been hard getting there. Uh, TikTok's easy because I'm a fighter. I just say whatever, you know, I drive in my car and I'll make one real quick and I'll post that. Uh, that, that, that works pretty easily for me. Are you getting monetized on TikTok? Yeah. I, I make money on TikTok, not a bunch of money. If I were to spend a little more time on my, my product, I think I could do it, but uh, I, I no. I love your TikTok, but I do wonder if your wife is like enough with the fucking TikTok. You have chores <laughs> to do because I, I know I need her to get on TikTok. Oh, being a pretty girl is way easier yeah. to make money on TikTok uh, yeah. than being me. <laughs> uh, Don Fry, you have any questions for Smiling Sam Alvey? Sir, how much money do you spend a month on toothpicks? <laughs> on toothpicks? Toothpaste. <laughs> Oh, toothpaste. 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 Big dummy. 
I need a sponsorship. I need someone, someone Aquafina to reach out to me. So oh, if you guys know Crest or Aquafina or uh, Arm and Hammer, put in a good Isn't word. Aquafina bottled water. I think you mean Aquafresh. Yeah. Well, now that we have an expert on the the fights this week, so who wins this week? Nganu or uh, Tyson Fury, and how? I've been saying from day one, Nagano's going to get it done. And it's, wow. the easiest, it's the easiest pick in the world because I'm wrong. I'm supposed to be wrong. But if I'm right, <laughs> I get to tell everyone I told you so. That's a good point. Yeah. It's, yeah. Uh, he's got a puncher shot. It's usually not the safe one to bet on, but he punches really hard. Uh, you also see Tyson Fury. He's already signed up for his next fight in December or early January. He's he's looking past Nogano. I don't think he's ever fought anyone as athletic as Nogano. And there's that chance Nogano just is a little too fast. Uh, just lands that one punch. And it really is. He's not going to land a combo. He's going to land a big punch if he lands anything at all. Don, who, who wins this fight, Don, this Saturday? I go, I go with Tyson Fury. I think he's got too much experience, you know, and uh, he's got those big old long arms. You know, Keith Francis at a distance. It's a smart pick. John? Yeah, I think he'll smother him to death for the first three or four rounds and then gas him out. And uh, But if he trades with him or gets cute with him in the first the first two rounds, and Ganu can knock him out if he can connect, man. Uh, Deontay Wilder's not a good boxer comparatively, and Deontay Wilder put him on the floor, and, uh, and Ganu hits at least as hard as Wilder, if not more. You know, um, they're using, I guess, 10-ounce gloves. I'm surprised that uh, – Fury didn't want bigger gloves than that because 10 ounces is a bit like, I think, as small as you can get in pro boxing, uh, which is still not a four-ounce glove. But um, I, I'm hoping to God Ngannou wins, man. But they said either way Ngannou's making $10 million and Fury's making $60 million is what I read. So I don't know if that's true or not, but beats the hell out of UFC money either way. Uh, Bill? Yeah. 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 I, I just love the idea of a UFC fighter beating a boxer because it's been the other way around. Yeah, too much with these fucking Jake Pauls, and you know, too too many UFC fighters getting outboxed. I would love to see a a, a fighter. I, I mean, I I bet money on Ngannou. Do I think he's going to win? I, how tall is Ngannou, by the way? Is he like six two or he's he's, uh, he's, he's six, six four six five? Oh, he is. Okay, all right. Yeah, I I I'd he's get, a big I, guy, I'd, big monster. I'll tell you, I'd put my money on Ngannou because doesn't Ngannou have like the the hardest punch in the UFC too? Ever yeah, recorded by anybody? Yeah. I think ever. Yeah, by yeah, any boxer ever, any any fighter ever that's done t- like any of any sport, they say he hits harder than anyone has ever hit uh, on yeah. that test. Anyway, so yeah, I, I'm, I'm kind of with Sean. I have the same pick as Sean. Now, um, Sam, you said you got paid more for um, karate combat you did for the UFC, like for, for your earlier fights. No, what I said was I made more in the karate combat debut than I did in my UFC debut. Got I it. lost my UFC debut and I got a knockout in the karate combat debut. So I Got made, eight, I think, eight grand with UFC. I made 15 with uh, Karate Combat. Got it. Oh, yeah, because it was taken out of context, right? It was like... Yeah, all- yeah everyone said, oh, he makes this. That's, no, I, what I said was the truth. It was just, yeah, you just had to, to listen to it first. And then you had yeah. GSP commenting, right? Yeah, yeah, I got to meet GSP for the first time. That He's a lot smaller than I would have thought. Super nice guy, but a lot smaller than I thought. Yeah, yeah. Um. All right, so this week in the UFC, we got... Uh, Jalton Almeida, who's 19 and two, hasn't lost since 2018. He's on a killing killer winning streak against Derek Lewis, who's lost three of his last four, but his last fight, he threw a flying knee and landed. Remember? Um, mm-hmm. and 
Lewis is the most frustrating guy because he'll lose like six in a row, but then he'll win in such a great fashion that you forget that he lost the six in a row. So that you believe in him again. You're like, oh, this is the greatest. And then he loses another five in a row. So uh, the fight is in Brazil. I think Almeida wins um, this one. I mean, he has one loss to a split decision. His last like loss loss was 2017. He got knocked out. Uh, I like Derek Lewis, but unfortunately he's his own worst enemy. And um, I think like, I think his contract was like on the line that last fight. <laughs> so he won. I think he fought. And I think he signed like another nine fight win contract, whatever. Uh, Sam, who, who do you like in this fight? I'm picking against Derek Lewis. I love him. He's got the puncher shot, but he's not the athlete that Nogano is. So I, I'm picking against him. Uh, Sean? Uh, yeah, man, I, I I hope he wins. I hope Derek Lewis does, but I don't think uh, – I think his time's passed, man. He doesn't seem like he takes it serious. He never seemed like he took it serious, but he for sure isn't taking it serious now. He was. They were going to cut him or let him release him after his last fight, but he had that crazy knee, so they decided to bring him back. Plus, they were afraid he was going to go – make money boxing or doing something else. So they didn't want that. They had to keep him, uh, they had to keep him broke. So um, I do think it's funny. You guys were saying earlier, George Masvidal's bare knuckle MMA and his regular MMA are paying prelim guys more than most of the guys are making in the UFC. Wow. It's, it's the craziest. I see their, I know their matchmaker and their co-promoter really well, and he'll put it on a uh, Facebook. Uh, I've got a slot on the preliminary card, pays 15 and 15. Uh, and it'll be the third fight of the night for bare knuckle uh, MMA. And I'm like, dude, 15 and 15, you got to win like six fights in UFC to get to that level, you know? That's so crazy. craziness, man. It's uh crazy what the UFC is making versus what they're paying still. So. Well, Mike Perry has a new promotion he's coming out with. This everyone knows it just got <laughs> announced. I'm not yeah. kidding. Uh, <laughs> Mike Perry, it's called platinum MMA uh, or platinum, platinum pit fights. Um, <laughs> and he says, this would be a new combat sport. Different rule set compared to any other. We will treat the athletes with the respect they deserve. I will compete in this league, and we will put on the most exciting, biggest matchups possible. Platinum pit fights. Wait until you hear the rule set. <laughs> Brought to you by, <laughs> by Can Pie Pandas, Ice Bags, and the Overdogs podcast, and Dana uh, Black. Uh, I don't know who Dana Black is. <laughs> doesn't sound like a real name. I'm surprised that Mike Perry didn't say wait until you hear the N-word because that's usually comes up his mouth at some point during a during What do you think the rule set is? I mean, fight to the death? Um, like what? It's probably Rochambeau. Be- Bare yeah. knuckle Rochambeau. Yeah, exactly. You'll probably be required to poke your opponent in the eyes and hit him in the ball. So that would be my guess. Like if you don't try at least once a fight to poke him in the eye or something, then you uh, – the, the rule says that white people have to, wear, have to wear a hood over them. They have to wear a good – <laughs> I mean, why do I feel like you get points for like dick twisting or something, or like like you could fuck the oh, guy? Man. In the ass. I'm in. I'll be the good news is, if a white people have to wear a hood to compete, Don's already got his uniform to compete. Right. So this, this come podcast back. is going in a wrong direction. Uh, so, uh, Sam, what do you think these rule sets are, Sam Alvey? Shoot, it's got to be bare knuckle MMA. But if it's in a pit, is that karate combat style? A bare knuckle MMA in a pit. I love the pit. I do. I think that's great. Oh, Maybe that's it. Well, uh, Don Fry got a bone. He just left. Don Fry just left. <laughs> you don't know where Don. He I think Don was fighting. He got excited. going to look for his hood. He was going to hear you for his debut. Yeah, I guess I can see him. I got to see him in a similar fit. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Don has to be a commentator for this, right? For the Mike Perry, uh, Barrett, whatever pit fighting. I mean, I can't think of anyone more perfect. 
Um, Wait, why hasn't there been pit fighting yet? How come there hasn't been fighting pit? There should be. Well, there is karate combat. So you do it in a pit? Yes, it, it's really cool. Huh? Uh, now, how do yeah, you train, how do you train for the pit? Do you like dig a ditch in your backyard or something? Or I, honestly, I haven't trained for the pit. I just trained to fight, and I figure the pit out. I actually, so I broke my, I broke, I accepted the fight, and a day later, no, I broke my foot. A day later, I accepted the fight. Uh, if you watch me in the karate combat, I slide down the side because I didn't think my foot would hold up going down the angle. Oh he heard himself climbing into the pit. That's terrible. I, I thought I was going to. So I sat on my butt and slid into the pit. Is it like a dirt pit? No, no. It's it's uh it's a fairly professional looking pit. Is Don masturbating? As right far now? as pits go, it's it's fairly it's, professional. It is the nicest pit you could have ever wished to have seen. I heard dirt pit and they hear Ugh. Like, I, think he, I think he masturbated right to the dirt pit part. Do your corner like lower a bucket of your water to you and be like, it puts the oh, yeah, lotion on its awesome, skin man. as you're trying to get That's great. Wasn't Bloodsport in a pit? Wasn't rub that? The lotion, rub the lotion on its skin. Or the Kumate. Kumate. Uh, or what was it? Kick fire, kickbox? What was the one in the pit? Was that, one that was Bloodsport. Oh. Bloodsport wasn't in a pit, but Bloodsport's the Kumate. Which Friday Combat does too. Remember they had Yama pit fighting and it was in some sort of thing where the edges slid down and people kept like falling and getting pinned <laughs> in the in the Yama the Yama cage or whatever. It was something crazy, man. Remember they had angled edges. Were Don, you were in that, Don. You were in a, you were in a pit one time in a Yama cage. Oh, I was in the Yamaka cage. <laughs> you were in the Yamaka cage. So it was, it was he was wearing a Yamaka. You're yeah. married to a Jewish woman. Dude, so Don fought the number one. And then the Yama, yeah. So Don fought the number one kickboxer of all time, right? After Pride, they offered him a contract, and he said he never threw a kick before in his life. Like he ne still. <laughs> so, so I go, Don, how did you prepare for the fight? He goes, I took six oxies. <laughs> like, like, <laughs> what was the guy's name you fought in K1? Jerome LeBanner. Yeah, he's Good like Lord. <laughs> That's, that is insanity. Isn't that Sean, isn't that guy like the Michael Jordan of kickboxing or something? He was, yeah. That would that would be the equivalent of like playing LeBron James one on one if you didn't know how to dribble. So that would be uh, <laughs> Yeah, that's uh going in uh yeah, that's it was like when uh, I think Tom Erickson boxed um Shannon Briggs one time or kickboxed Shannon Briggs and almost beat him. He kicked him a couple times and was gonna beat him and then uh, Shannon breaks through a wild right hand and blasted him, but uh, that was uh, yeah, that was funny. That's crazy. Don going in there, man. That's some balls going in a kickboxing match with Jerome LeBanner. How's his that go? Fight. His first kickboxing. That was very smart. No, <laughs> how'd it go? It, it went real bad for me. Real good for me. Well. Okay. <laughs> I mean, real, real good for my agents too. Yeah, my, my fucking agents made a lot of money. <laughs> they, they made a lot more money when I fought Shamrock. Uh, how many perks do you take for that and fight? They, I fought Samrock. Which one? The LeBanner fight. How, how many perks do you take? <laughs> Five or six. Yeah. yeah. I was. Uh... Now, do you take it like an hour before, or like? I don't agree. You take it like walking to the. To yeah, the it took about a half hour before. Well, as they ready to warm up, you know, ready for you up, go uh, to the warm up stage, you know. And you leave the locker room, then you go over to the warm-up stage. 
and uh, I can get ready for that. And then, then I don't remember. I don't remember uh, walking out, you know, to the cage. Don't remember. <laughs> you know, I, didn't, I didn't wake up for a half hour after after the fight, you know. Uh, so, but now, is your, is I woke your, up, but I didn't come to. Now, is your thought <laughs> being that you took six perks, and that way, if it, when the guy kicks you, it won't hurt because you're on painkillers, or because you were in so much pain? It's cause, just so I can walk out there. Just so I can walk out there. Wow. You know. It's it's a long walk, isn't it, Sean? Yeah, dude. When your back hurts, I had um my very last fight. I got beat up by a guy that I beat in forty three seconds at Bellator. Um, but I knew I shouldn't be fighting my back. You saw I am how bad my back was because I saw you shortly before that. I could barely walk, and so I had been taking at that point. I've been on pain management, taking Percocet for like five months or six months. I hadn't been off of it in six months, and I had never taken it before. So I didn't even know that withdrawals were a thing, right? Like I didn't know that was even a mm -hmm. thing. So I stopped yeah. taking them. I, I couldn't train on them or do anything. I couldn't train anyway because I was hurting, Because, but I would throw up when uh, I would try to train on them and upset my stomach. So uh, I, as I stopped taking them the day before the fight, and then I get the sickest I've ever been for the 24 hours before the fight. And I yeah. thought I was sick. Like, I thought I got the flu or something. Like, man, this is the sickest I've ever been. I didn't realize it was withdrawals, you know, or whatever, because I was like, dude, I've never felt like this. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I was puking before the fight, having diarrhea, just shivering, shaking. I was like, this is the worst. So I went out and got beat up real quick. And then after the fight, of course, I take Percocet, and then all of a sudden, I wasn't sick anymore. Like I like twenty minutes later, I was like, "That's weird. I feel yeah. completely better." And then uh, my corner man, who was a former yeah. drug addict, says, "Yeah, I meant to tell you, I thought you were probably having withdrawals." And I was like, uh, "Dude, I didn't even know that was a thing. Like, I, <laughs> I never I wasn't a drug addict. I didn't know that withdrawals were a thing. I'd only been on them for a couple months. You know, like I didn't know that. Wow. I just thought I was sick. Yeah, I thought I was sick. So I was like, w "What a great time to get this sick." You know, so you know, Bill, Bill, we went to I fight, I fight Japan there. I fight in Japan there against uh, some shithead Japanese guy named Nagao. <laughs> and um, Bill Goldberg and uh, Bill Goldberg and Rocco Ciotoli, my hands trainer, they, they, my, my ex-wife found my bottle of uh, bikes and my, my bottle of tequila and she told them and they took it from me, you know, and and they took it from me the night before, and then I went through withdrawals, didn't get any sleep, you know. Oh, I was no. awake the whole night. I was fucking, uh, yeah, I had to, had to get up uh, at 7 o'clock to um, uh, do an interview with the TV, you know, shit. And oh. it was it was okay because I was already awake. But, yeah, I mean, I didn't didn't sleep for, like, two days. And then I went and I started having withdrawals, you know, during the fight, you know. And, and, yeah. and yeah, Bill, like so, Don. So I got beat by, I got beat by, I got beat by a piece of shit that I could destroy. <laughs> you know. So yeah, so uh, Bill, uh, Bill. So Sean, we went to a diner, and he was fighting two days later, and he couldn't walk from the car to the diner. It was like six oh feet. Oh my god! And I had to like. He had to use me as like a as his like stool, basically as his like cane, my head, and he he can't. It took him about forty five minutes to walk to the diner, and I'm like, dude, you can't fight, man. Yeah, yeah. And he's like, no, dude, this guy's a. This, trust me, all I gotta do is land a punch. I'm like, bro, bro you can't. I, I couldn't believe it. I was my, my problem was Roy Jones Jr. had personally asked me to fight at his show. It caught me off guard when I was in Florida and met him. And I was like, yeah, I'll, I'll fight at one of your shows. That's cool. And I'm thinking I'll just never bring it up again. You know what I mean? 
And so then uh, he has his guy start calling me, hey, Roy, why don't you fight his next show? I was like, oh, man, you know, like I, my back's been really sore. Well, you can pick any opponent you want. And I'm like, I don't know, man, I've been really sore. What about that Richard White guy? Um, and I was like, I beat him in like 30 seconds. We don't care. We just want you on the card. Uh, and, of course, the Richard White, the first time I fought him, he came in and fattened out of shape at 275 pounds. Uh, he came in with abs as felt 225 for my fight uh, when Whoa. I was hurt. And he told me before the fight, he goes, yeah, they told me I'd never fight again if I don't win this fight. That's what my trainer told me. He's going to tell me that gym. So I just spent 14 weeks of the hardest training camp ever, mm -hmm. moved to Miami and went full time and this and that. I was like, cool, because I haven't trained even one day in two years, you know, or whatever. Oh, wow. Um, but then Roy Jones Jr. was a dick <laughs> Like he was a dick to me after. So like they say, never meet your heroes, you know? So, um, yeah, it, uh, like he was a dick since then to me. So I was like, here I am fighting at his show. Cause he asked me, and I didn't want to say no to him, you know, like right. I was like, sure. And then he kind of cornered me into it. Plus I thought I would figure it out. It was three months away. I was like, well, my back will get better by then. I'll go to the chiropractor, you know, and I never did oh. figure it out, but yeah, that we went was to an edible okay. place, we went to an edible place. He spent about $2,000 <laughs> on edibles. Uh, like <laughs> that's about right. It was crazy. Well, I was looking for anything that would help my back. And it's so funny. They let me buy it on Adam's license. They were like, oh, sure, just come in. You know what I mean? Whatever. And because uh, I told them, they said, we don't, we can't sell unless you have a license. I said, I'm going to spend like a lot of money. And they were like, well, how much? I said, a lot. And they were like, okay, we went come to in. my middle school wrestling practice and couldn't do the warm ups with the kids. He was laying down in the corner. People were like, who's that weird fucking seven foot three guy? <laughs> with a really bad back yeah <laughs> i'm like oh yeah it was it was crazy uh man uh don that's a really cute dog but you look just like him or her uh so by the way we got uh also this saturday gabriel bonefim who's 15 and 0 fighting nicholas dobby dalby who's a great fighter but he like he was he left the ufc he had mental problems he had depression he worked his way back he's been winning some split decisions and now they're putting up against a 15 and 0 guy in Brazil. Oh um, man, I hope. Of course. I of hope. Of course. But like, oh god, that's a tough. I'm trying to think why I know that name. Is the Nicholas Dalby famous for something else? Because that. No, he he him and Darren Till had a great fight. They had a draw years ago. Um, back when, uh, and he's he's just a he's, the guy's a nice guy. Also, Vince Bichelle is fighting. Our boy Vince, who used oh, to really? come on the podcast all the time. I think Vince is like 60 years old right now, uh, but I, I'm super happy for him. Uh, he he moved to Colorado. He tra he trains out there. He, he remember he said he wanted to fight Gavin Newsom when he was here. He hates Gavin Newsom. <laughs> Who uh, doesn't want to fight Gavin Newsom? So he's fighting both Beam's brother, um, who has a win over Terrence Bikini in like a minute, but he lost his last <laughs> fight uh, against uh, Benoit Saint Denis. Um, I hope Vince wins. Vince is probably the fight's at 55. Vince is probably going to come into this fight around 190, which is why people said they didn't want to, nobody wanted to fight him because he's so big. Uh, I, I really hope Vince wins. Uh, I, I like Vince a lot. And then Angela Hill's on the cover, who's probably the best 15 and 13 fighter in the history of the fight. Uh, like, she that's has like crazy. Nine, that's her record. She yeah. Has, like, nine split decisions. <laughs> Like, like nine of those thirteen losses could have went her way. Dude, uh, I have lost money on her so many times on bad decisions. Like, I would always bet on her because she's really tough, man. And uh, I probably lost six or seven fights that they had decisions on, and they would have her lose that I couldn't believe. Like, I lost bets on it. I, I watched her walk out to a fight one time, and her husband's her trainer. They used to live in the gym. They used to sleep in the gym. They were like homeless, and uh, she was like an art major who did like who did like Thai Thai. Uh, uh, 
Thai kickboxing and then became a fighter. So anyway, so she's walking out in Vegas and someone next to me who I don't know is like, you're going to lose. And her husband gave him the middle <laughs> finger <laughs> like, as, as they were walking. I'm like, that's that fucking, that's badass. Uh, I don't know where Sam Alvey went, but uh, I'm sure he just got disconnected. Um, now, probably John, adopted a kid. I, now, John Jones pulled out of his fight. People paid what? Some people paid $15,000 for this ticket at Madison Square Garden. No, no fucking like, way. Yeah, there's receipts for like 12 grand, 10 grand. Oh, fuck. Um, he tore you heard how the UFC fixed it, though, right? They they moved the co-main event up to the main event. Like, oh, that'll do it. Okay, that's a that's a move. But no, I guess he tore his pectoral muscle. Like they say, yeah. it's on film. They say he actually has got to have surgery. Um, but I guarantee you he's glad to be out of the USADA pool, man. Like I guarantee you he jumped out of that pool faster than he jumped out of his car when he hit that pregnant lady. Like I guarantee you he was out of that USADA pool the minute the minute he had to have surgery. <laughs> Take me out. I'm good. <sighs> Load yeah, up the so I mean, poor Stipe, because Stipe is not young. And I, no. I feel like he only had a couple of really good fights left in him. And if he would have beat John Jones, that would have been huge for him. Um, huge. Now, there's all these conspiracies that like, he tore his pectoral muscle because that was what he was taking with reduce that it's easy to tear if you're on certain types of steroids. I don't know anything about that. Sean, is that true? Yeah. When you're, uh, if you're on the, the right kind or the wrong kind, I guess your muscles get too strong for your tendons to be able to handle and like too explosive. And because your tendon strength doesn't increase as much as your muscle strength. So that's why you'll have a lot of guys that are like bodybuilders that they can curl 185 pounds, but their tendons can't take it. So your tendon rips, but your muscle does it. And, uh, yeah. it also, uh, like winstrel and some of the ones like that can dry out your tendons too. So they're not as lubricated and not as, uh, flexible. So I don't know that that's what happened. I think maybe John Jones just wants to wait till steep is 50, uh, to actually fight <laughs> like John Jones didn't want to fight. Uh, he didn't want to fight in Ghana. Like I want $20 million telling Ghana who signs with PFL. And he's like, yeah, that's what I thought, you know, whatever. After sitting out for three years. Yeah. He's running from me, but, um, he's pulled the Floyd Mayweather. Floyd Mayweather fought Pacquiao when Pacquiao was 62. Yeah. Wouldn't do it before. And, and, uh, he's yeah. like, he, he wants to wait till steep. He hits 50. Right. To Sam, what are your thoughts about John Jones pulling out of the fight? Yeah, I hope he's all right. I, I don't know. It. He, whether he's on something now that he was on something will lead to a lot of weaknesses as well. And it's just, it was a matter of time that happened. Really, if you look at the shot where he hurt himself, it was a terrible shot. He was on his knees. I mean, high school wrestling would have seen a better shot than that. <laughs> Sam Alvey. So at that point, Sam Alvey could have beat John Jones if he would have tried. That's, that's what I need for him. I need to fight him when he is down an arm. Then I'll have a shot. Now, the, now the craziest part is that every time John Jones gets hurt, people start uh, tweeting to the other John Jones. So there's a guy named John Jones who's like this white nerdy guy with a mustache who's a video game, like, and he's hilarious. He's like the most nerdiest guy you'll ever see in your life right uh and he got like a handlebar mustache and he responds as if he's really the john jones so every <laughs> every single time somebody writes like john jones you know uh you talk like a lifelong winner but all you got is a tiny wiener now drop the belt and ride off to the deepest pits of hell 
So that he writes like, so then John Jones writes, how do you ride off into a pit? I mean, you've got as much pit knowledge as the next guy, but isn't that just falling in? Right. <laughs> I think you go to Sam Alvey's house and get a horse and then go down and train in one of those pits in it. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> then somebody else writes, you're softer than cotton candy, dude. A real fighter would still show up with that injury and compete. And then, and then John Jones writes, the, uh, the fake John Jones, he goes, I'm sorry I threw out my arm, man. I didn't think the full consequences of getting a flashlight sponsorship. <laughs> I guess that's why they told me to open the packages after the fight. <laughs> oh, I love that, man. Dude, every time John Jones is something stupid, everyone just attacks this fucking guy. <laughs> like, what's up, people? Listen, today we're here with a sponsor for your bouncing bundle of joy. No. I'm not talking about a baby, although that's adorable. We're talking about your baby makers. Boom. That's right. Today's show is brought to you by Manscaped. But just like babies, your delicate little guys have sensible skin. Trust me. And they deserve products not only skin safe, but also with safe ingredients. That's where Manscaped's platinum package comes in. From razors to shower care, this package goes above the gold standard for your body hair. So treat your beautiful boys to the world's finest toys at manscaped.com and use the code MMA roasted for 20% off plus free shipping. Listen, Manscaped, I used to have the, the hairiest nuts. It was, it was, it was rough. I mean, girls would go down there. They would choke. Okay. I, I, one time I had to go to the hospital. It was just ugh, nothing worse than, you know, in the middle of a, of a BJ having a, a girl having to like go up and go whoa, 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 and start ripping out hair. It, it's not good. It's, it's, it's bad. It, it, it happens to the best of us, okay? Some of you uh, friends might be Armenian or Italian or just, just hairier people, all right? Maybe not. But the Manscaped Platinum Package 4.0 is a one-stop shop for the man who deserves it all, and that's you, okay? They designed this package to allow you to fully align your entire hygiene routine with elite products. We're all about elite, okay? The Lawnmower 4.0 Body Trimmer and Weed Whacker Nose and Ear Hair Trimmer feature Propriety advanced skin safe technology to protect your delicate parts, your delicate parts and holes. Both are waterproof. You can shave with less mess. Trust me, you don't want nose hairs and ear hairs. It's not good. Okay. You want to get laid? You want to have fun? You want to relax? Check it out. Go to uh, the Platinum Package 4.0. They cover all bases from head to toe and hair to ball fro. Get 20% off and free shipping. With the, pre, with the promo code MMA Roasted at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com. Use the code MMA Roasted. Use the platinum package because the gold standard is no longer good enough. So check it out and enjoy everything. <laughs> he was at Sports Center one time. He had an interview on Sports Center. Oh, and, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, uh, <laughs> they yeah. thought they had the real one. <laughs> 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 um yeah man john jones it's a shame because he's so good and uh you you know every fight you're like this might be the fight he looks old he gets old but he's just so good he and uh i think he would have beaten stipe i think but you never know i mean who do you think would have won that fight sam i i think jones would have won easy i i think i actually i just made a youtube video about how i don't think jones ever gonna fight again uh, if he fights, he's gonna have to fight either Aspinall or Sergeyev, Sergey. Uh, yeah. And I don't think he wants to fight either of those guys. Why would he? Those guys are huge and in their prime. That uh, they'll be bigger than him and as long as him. 
Um, and, and both of them are good at, at jujitsu. I think his his last fight was going to be against Stipe, where he was going to be bigger than Stipe. Uh, Don, who do you think would have won that fight? I went with Stipe because uh, you know Stipe. Uh, he, you know, he, like you said, he's pretty much at, at the last there at the end, and he uh, traded extra hard, and he knows you know it's his last go. So, you know, he's, I think he's uh, stronger. He's a better boxer, you know, um, not as agile. No way, you know, no, no fucking way. But I think he's a better wrestler. He's a better wrestler than people give him credit for. Now, now, Don, when you, when you were a fireman, did you have to put a lot, a lot of fires or no? Yeah, whenever they called. I mean, how <laughs> many, I mean, I mean, how many, how many, how long were you a fireman for? Oh, five or six years, I think. Oh wow! Yeah, they 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 kicked him out, Bill, for joining the UFC. Really? Yeah, yeah. But yeah, but yeah. fireman too. You said right? Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. But they they they, they told Don it, it was it was bad for their yeah. brand. Oh god, so <laughs> dumb. Yeah, that was back that was back when that piece of shit Sandra McCain was running going around the country trying to shut it down. You know. It's, it's human it was, you know, we at, at, Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which that idiot knew nothing about because I trained. I had first first I started training at his church there in Phoenix, you know, and um, and he said, "There, we don't have we don't have cockfighting in Arizona when uh, there's signs all over all in the old town of Douglas. Cockfights Friday night, you know, seven p.m. <laughs> you know." <laughs> In McCain's defense, he is the Senator McCain is the only reason that Bruce Buffer started working for the UFC because he heard there was going to be human cockfighting going on. <laughs> wow! Now, 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 really funny, really funny. Now, uh, Don, did you ever have any fights with the other firemen? No, no. We would uh, we'd roll around, goof off, roll around. Jamie Iwanski and uh, Jeff Spencer. You know, they got a little cocky one night, you know, and they both jumped me. And uh, I, I, I put them on the – I held them both down. <laughs> held them both down the table. <laughs> no, when I, was in, when I was in New York, they used to have boxing matches where they had the police department versus the fire department, right? Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, I remember that. And, right. it was, right. and they always ended up in rumbles. Between the, mm -hmm. the crowd, like it would get, it was exactly mm -hmm. what you did not want. It, it was supposed to be this like happy, joyous event, and it was. They always get arrested. Like every, the cops got arrested, the other cops, the firemen got arrested. Uh, did you ever have? Did you ever could compete one of those on or no? No, no, never did that. Okay, everyone's got to get in and try try not to be too loud, please, and be quiet, you little bastards. Don, Don, don't I'm gonna come there and I'm gonna rip your ears off. Oh, okay. okay. <laughs> now, uh, now we were talking about Jake Shields last time because some of his uh, anti-Semitic tweets, people got mad. Some people defended him. People got mad. However, what somebody that got very upset uh, is JT Money Taylor, uh, who mm -hmm. I didn't even know. I didn't even know was Jewish, but uh, he is Jewish. And, is he? Yes, and he tweeted out money. Yeah, yeah, money, money you know. that, huh? <laughs> yeah, I guess <laughs> that, I guess that kind of gave it away. Yeah, but, too smart. 
So he said, dear, so he so he tweeted out, uh, game bread fighter, Masvidal, do the right thing for America, for Israel. We fight against this neo-Nazi, an old friend, but kill my people, raise a nation. This is the fight I want. Game bread, real fight for righteousness, for peace, not hate. Uh, who who wins this fight, JT Money or Jake Shields? Um, Smiling Sam, you've uh, trained with both of them, right? Yeah, yeah, I've never trained with Shields, uh, but Money and I are good buddies. I'm taking Money all day. Uh, they're both, I mean, they're both the wrestlers, but Jesse is a different level of strong. Like, he, you don't understand how he only takes bad shots and he gets all of them. He only takes yeah. shots from, from 10 feet away and he finds a way to take everyone down. And so it'd be a battle of wrestling. And I don't think Jake Shields is a better wrestler than Jesse. Well, Jake is Jake has got to be like forty six by now or something. I mean, JT's no. Jesse's got to be like forty. Yeah, they're both old. Uh, okay. uh, JT Money had the worst luck. He was the guy. He won the Ultimate Fighter. He got to the finals. He got kicked out for kicking out a limousine. Right? He got drunk <laughs> and kicked out a limo. So they threw him off the show. Right? Then he go. He does fights everywhere, like Bulgaria, Russia, two days notice. Barnyard fights, whatever he is. He finally gets back in the UFC. They have like an ultimate fighter, second chances. He wins that. And then he he actually beats James uh, Krause. He he wins the ultimate fighter and then tests, tests positive for steroids and gets thrown out again. Like, oh, shit. <laughs> this dude's like... He didn't, he didn't test positive during a fight. He only tested positive when he didn't have a competition. Oh, okay. so he, he never. He, I don't know that he was clean during the fight, but he didn't test positive during the fight. It was just normal training. He got. He, he, he got. He got the, yeah, he got the John Jones syndrome, huh? Yeah, I wasn't that impressed when he won the Ultimate Fighter because I heard James Krause had put ten grand that uh, he wouldn't win. So, <laughs> uh, Krause put ten grand against himself, so uh, that's new. I didn't know that Jesse Taylor was now JT Money. I typed in JT Money and it was a rapper, so I was like, I thought that was the guy you were talking about, and I was like, I'm surprised he's Jewish. Um, but, yeah. Doesn't Jesse Taylor? No offense, but doesn't he look kind of like John McCarthy um, if he was on crack? Like, am I am I crazy? <laughs> No, no, he's not. Je- Jesse, that's not that's, Jesse's a great fighter. No, offense. no, I mean, but like, dude, I don't know if you can see this. <laughs> There's so, a picture. Of him, the first picture that came up, I didn't even realize it was Jesse. It looked like uh, John McCarthy. Um, anyway, so, <laughs> so, so Dylan Dennis is saying he's going to fight for the UFC. I, I'm not really sure how. Uh, and then he tweeted out during the fight that. Uh, Islam and Khabib lost their virginity to the same goat. Um, that's. <laughs> I mean, you gotta like that. That's a pretty good troll. Uh, oh my! Like, like. Do you Milo and Sam you're... bought that goat shortly. The goat feel about that. <laughs> I oh, mean, that's why Sam got offended. He left because you oh, made God. fun of goat fucking. How dare uh, you? Well, maybe also his kids are in the car, so maybe he probably. <laughs> uh, before I read that, I just. I remembered his kids were in the car. Um, do you think Dylan to the UFC side, Dylan Dennis? I mean, to like a contender fight, maybe he is three and oh in Bellator. Um, what do you think? He has his opponents have a combined record of two and 70. I think that he fought at Bellator. They were so good, he couldn't even remember their name. Um, Ariel Holani asked him on his show, he goes, Who did you fight last? And Dylan Dennis said, I can't remember his name. Like, that's like how bad it was. But I've seen Dylan so far, I've seen Dylan Dennis not fighting Bellator, not fight when he fought. Uh, 
Logan Paul and not grapple when he went up against uh, Gordon Ryan. Like all he did was just use the yeah. shop shutdown and refuse to grapple. So um, I haven't seen him do anything but try to fight Khabib after a fight, uh, you know, in the crowd. So I don't know what uh, if the UFC signs him, I'll be shocked. Absolutely shocked. Dana White didn't say no. They asked him and he said, I haven't thought about it, um, which means he's thought about it. Uh, Alvy, <laughs> where should Dylan Danis go from here? You should continue fighting YouTubers. Uh, the, the guy's <laughs> a joke. Uh, he has burnt every bridge. And I, as a fan, I don't want to watch him do anything. I watch, I, he's the only guy alive that I would prefer to see a Paul brother beat up. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah, he, he, just, he should keep fighting YouTubers. That, that's a good place for him. Yeah, yeah. I mean, are you friends with him, uh, Bill? I'm uh, Dylan Dennis, no, but of course, everyone I'm friends with hates him with a fiery passion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Jake Shields being one of them as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and then uh, also we got to talk about uh, yeah. So John Jones pulled out. We talked about that. We talked about uh, I'll tell you the Aspinall fight is going to be good against Pavlovich. That's a good fight. That's actually a really good fight. I don't know who wins that fight um, because they're both. You're right. They're both in their prime. You got Sergey's got better kickboxing. Uh, Tom's got better jiu-jitsu. Uh, they both have power. Um, I think Sergei wins based on level of competition, right? Uh, but that's a that's a good fight. That's actually a really good fight. Um, so also UFC, they they got Bud Light back as a sponsor, right? So they they got a hundred million dollars for Bud Light. Yeah, go girl. Uh, Dana <laughs> yeah, White. But it's said, not about the money. It's not about the money at all. No, not at all. He was saying they give a lot of money to veterans and taking care of veterans and stuff. Do you think they should hire that guy, Dylan Movlani, as a ring girl? I mean, would that be the funniest? Like, how? Come on. Like, that would be, oh, funny. be the best. funny. That would be hilarious. He should sue. Dylan Movlani should sue to be a ring girl. Yes. <laughs> that would be fucking funnier and shit. I mean, Don, you would laugh, right? I mean, you would laugh pretty hard. Uh, yeah, I, I would oh, lose it. I, 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 yeah, as I, as I, yeah, no, go ahead. I would laugh while I vomit. Yeah. You know. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, dude! If if like, imagine he came out of the ring girl. I don't even. I don't know if Dylan still has a penis or not. But if he started doing like the helicopter in his speedo, <laughs> like, come on, that would be the greatest. Oh, you know the people that audience would like all their. They'd be throwing their Bud Light at him. They'd it would be, be like out. that scene from uh, from Bruno. Remember? Exactly, one hundred percent. The two guys start making out. It, oh, it'd be great. <laughs> that, that would be the greatest thing uh, in the history of the world. Um, by the way, Overeem is picking uh, in Ganu. Um, he also is picking in Ganu. I, I, bet, I bet he is. <laughs> if someone hit me like that, I'd be pretty sure they could beat everybody. <laughs> yeah. He's also picking his head off the ground. Still, yeah, uh, I was going to say his head's still in orbit somewhere uh, around the Starlink satellites. So recently, Sam, uh, Hendo said the one guy he didn't like, he, Dan Anderson wrote a book. I don't even know if he could even read, but he wrote a book. Um, and he says in his book, the one guy he hated the most when he fought was Hector Lombard. Because every time during the gym, he would get phone calls saying Lombard beat people up during during warmups, hurt people, like he was a bully. And then when they fought, Hector at the weigh-in goes who said i was a bully like during like during the stare down he wanted to talk about it while they were <laughs> which i can say like <laughs> were you there sam when this was going on 
No, but I know everyone that was. So, so Hector was out for like a week. And what he he was when the round started, it was like he was throwing elbows and knees and whole nine yards. He hit, he hurt one of our studs. To, I mean, TKO'd him more or less, and then jumped on him and continued hitting him like the dude sitting there, damn near unconscious. And uh, instead of you know saying sorry, you know stood up and started running off. And the guy he he did this to has never said a bad word about anybody in their life. Was not a bad dude. Uh, he he did not deserve it. So it was actually Fernando Gonzalez. Do you know who he is? Yes. Uh, yes, Fernando beat the shit out of Hector. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I mean, took him out back and did what he wanted to with him. Uh, and Hector left. Uh, Hector left the gym, and I've 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 never met him again. Uh, but he was at oh, the wow. gym for a week. Uh, he he hurt one of our guys, and Fernando just beat the brakes off him. Fernando had a good fight against MVP, which I thought he won. But they gave it to MVP. I thought Fernando won that fight. He had, uh, yeah, it was a close one. It was neither of them did enough, but it was MVP was supposed to win, so he won. Were you at Were you at Team Quest when when uh, when uh, Mayhem was there? No, I was I was after Mayhem. Yeah, but I but uh, and by the way, so you've done comedy now what three times? Uh, three or four times, yeah, something like that. Because you'll randomly put going to do comedy tonight. I'm like, I know you can do comedy. <laughs> Like, <laughs> Most of the time, I don't know I'm doing it until somebody asks, hey, Sam, can you do this? I said, yeah, okay. <laughs> I've got one funny story I can tell on stage. <laughs> I just thought the only fighters that, that were working were the ones being booked by you, Adam. You know no, he, I, mean? I was on a show with him, and uh, he did great. It was me, you, and Sokaju. And, yeah, uh, and yeah. Tom. Tom, Tom Glickio organized it all. Yeah, yeah. And Sokaju did pretty good. Sokaju was Sokaju was funny because he just kept laughing the whole time himself. Like, yeah. he, he was just funny to watch him laugh on stage. You ever do? A, you, you ever uh, on the same card as Sokaju done? No, no. I watched him fight though. You know, a couple of times. Uh, I when I uh, did the uh, shark fights, commentated the shark fights, their pay per view, and uh, he damn near got killed that night. You know, it was pathetic. All right. Well, that, that, that's referee, good. referee let that one go a little bit. Referee let that one go a little bit too long, you know. I, I did a show last week, Sean, and uh, I'm on stage, and it was like the, the host bomb, first comic bomb. I finally cracked him. I'm doing well, but there's a couple like this the whole time, and I was like, "So, are you, you know, are you waiting for the boss or something?" And the lady's like, "I'm waiting for a joke." And she was huge, so I'm like, "You're also waiting for a meal, right?" <laughs> Which, normally, I don't really like <laughs> the best way to win the crowd over. Dude, they were people were laughing, but it was like they were covering their faces so that you couldn't see them laughing. You oh know? no! Uh, <laughs> dude, I, I did a show a couple nights ago with an influencer. Right, the guy's got like a million followers, and it was like he was doing well with just like straight up like, "Where are my married people at? Where are my single people?" He knew every like trick without having to tell a joke. You know, yeah. people were laughing. You know, like, man, you know, why do people with bad breath be telling secrets? You know, like just like the basic comedy hacky like, joke from twenty yeah, yeah. years ago. Oh man, but he was, but he's he he headlines the guy, and I just it made me think of like I was born in the wrong time. Like I remember doing comedy. I used to have to plunge toilets to get on stage. Right, I used to have to plunge the toilets at the New York Comedy Club, and one and then I thought after the show. Is that what you called it? Plunging toilets. <laughs> yeah. Man, when you bomb, you really bomb, huh? 
Dude, yeah, it was a. Uh, so I, I would only get booked at the Puerto Rican show on Friday nights in New York City, like Puerto Rican comedy, and they all hated me because they like, I was the gringo, right? And I went on during the check spot when they give out the checks, right? So one time, this one comic who brought like six people wouldn't get off stage. He was drunk, and everyone's the guy's lighting him, wouldn't get off stage. So the guy comes over to grab the microphone from him to get him off stage. The guy lets go and he hits himself with the microphone, right? So now he thinks he got punched. So he starts throwing haymakers at the guy. So now the two guys are fighting. So the whole crowd runs out. No one pays their bill. They're like, the comics are fighting each other, right? And, and I'm supposed to go on next. So <laughs> now the lights are on. <laughs> cops are there. And then someone's like, you going on? I'm like, no. He goes, I'll go on. So another comic <laughs> goes on while people are taking police reports and like and just starts doing his act. kills. <laughs> Dude, there was a, there was a guy that who used to do the show called Plungerhead, right? Well, he was that wasn't his name, but he would put three plungers. <laughs> he was a bald guy, <laughs> Jeff. It was giving non-plunger stories. Okay, dude, he, he put one plunger here, one plunger there, one plunger there, and he'd be like, "This is my impression of a New York like subway turnstile," and I went like this, you know. Oh like, <laughs> so. <laughs> Uh, there was a, a black comic that ran that it was like the black knight was next door and the guy was like the, basically the guy the, one of the girlfriends was the waitress and someone's like man you don't put my my girlfriend on but you put plunger head on right <laughs> and, and his name was not plunger head but the, like so the guy running it was seymour name was seymour black comic goes i don't know plunger head like he thought that was an actual <laughs> name of a fucking a comic because back then there was like earthquake and typhoon <laughs> and like uh, uh, plunger head this is the kind of shit that i used to have to fucking deal with you know comics uh, the worst was i used to uh open for carlos mencia right and then when i first moved to la mencia would do four hours a night it was like two hours of his material and two hours of somebody else's but it was still like i don't know why he wouldn't just do two he would hours. crush dude he would crush murder he was he's a great performer a great comic right but but i as the host i had to sell his t-shirts right afterwards from the stage, right? So I had to. He goes on at ten o'clock. Doesn't get on till go till two thirty in the morning. The wait, the wait staff will either left or they're fucking mad or they quit, right? And then I got to go on and be like and read his joke from his T-shirt. So now, like, hey guys, if you're Mexican and you, it was a fucking nine page, so now I'm bombing on his fucking material. After <laughs> that's awesome that he made you do his material while he did other people's material. <laughs> Great. You know, Adam, I don't know this. Some for you and Bill, I don't know if you guys know this, but there is an all-purpose uh, punchline that works with every joke. Uh, Brendan Schaub uses it, and it's just, what the fuck? <laughs> That's every Brendan Schaub punchline. Hey, have you guys seen this stuff with uh, the war over there in Israel? What the fuck? I wrote a free Palestine joke that, like, so I, I, I talked about, like, guys, you know, listen, stop saying free Palestine. Like, you're not helping. You know, I'm Jewish. And, you know, one thing Jews like, we like a good deal. So when you hold up free Palestine, we're like, sure, why not? You know, like, like who, who wouldn't want to like, <laughs> take all of Palestine I can get for free. <laughs> so what was that, Don? I don't know. You're going to have to cut it out anyway, but let's hear it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, Sam, what do you got coming up? It don't matter. Yeah. Uh, well, shoot, I'm working in my food truck tonight if you guys want to come out. Hell yeah. 
I'll be at Blackman's High School here in Murfreesboro, Tennessee. <laughs> I'll be beating up high school wrestlers and then selling them food afterwards. I, I'm going to go beat the hell out of the wrestling team. That's what I'm going to do. <laughs> Uh, no, I'm. I actually heard uh, Benson Henderson and uh, Anthony Pettis are fighting again, uh, December fifteenth. I'll be on that card too. Wait, they're I, fighting I, each I, other. I, yeah, they're fighting each other. They're having the the threequel, uh, the, wow. the trilogy there. So, uh, yeah, they're they're going to main event. And I'm probably going to co co headline that. Uh, they haven't given me a, my opponent yet, but the, they've also yeah, we're getting you set up on that card. They're going to make it huge. It'll be out in Vegas. It'll be a good time. That's awesome. The question is, is Anthony Pettis going to be able to jump off the side of the pit and land that uh, kick <laughs> again? <laughs> I'm sure he's going to try. Uh, Bill, what do you got coming up? Uh, I have a fight with Mike Perry, and uh, it's only on Twitter. No, um, I, I, it, headlining the Vegas Laugh Factory November 13th through the, through the 19th, F1 week. Yeah, and then, heck, watch Bass, Bass Reeves who comes out next week. Uh, what, what channel is that on? I think it's Paramount Plus. Paramount Plus. Bass four, four people who have that. Yeah. And then, Don, what do you got? I got to cancel my trip to New York City to Madison Square Garden. Oh, shit. <laughs> oh, I find out. Fuck. I can't believe that. There, you go. there goes my weekend. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. Sean, what do you got? Uh, I, I don't know, man. I've been uh, doing, uh, like I said, my own podcast. It's far better than this one. I'm just Thank kidding. No, so, <laughs> just me roasting Brendan Shaw mostly. Um, and his family members. Um, but uh, no, that's uh, it's called the McCorkle Minute, and then it goes for like an hour. So I wanted to be ironic. So um, <laughs> I've just been doing that and uh, having back surgery uh, in six weeks. So hopefully that'll do something for my back or make it far worse. Well, well, good luck with that. Uh, I'll be on Greg. I'll be on Greg Gaffel show on Fox News next Wednesday, and um, sure you will. Sure you will. Sure you will. I, sure you will. You've been saying that for two months now. They keep postponing it because wars keep going on. If another war, if another war goes off before uh, Adam gets on, I'm going to start to look at him and point the finger. You know, yeah. finger. Wait, it's a little bit too much coincidence. At this yeah. Point. Yeah. yeah, and then I'll be in Vegas, LA Comedy Club, December fourth to the tenth. Thank you, Sam. Thank you, Don. Thank you, Sean. Thank you, Bill. Take care, guys. You guys are the best. Bye bye.